Coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, we welcome back Dr. Kadar Prasad. EMF radiation increases the uh, level of oxidative stress and chronic inflammation. And Ben, as you know, that these two cellular deficits are involved almost all human chronic diseases. I'm a certified functional health practitioner who's on a mission to educate 1 billion people. I've been obese for most of my life. From rock bottom to the top of the mountain, I am passionate about studying ancient healing strategies like fasting and the ketogenic diet and curating this information on the Keto Camp podcast. My goal is to bring you the thought leaders in this space. My name is Ben Azadi, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper. Today's episode is a fantastic discussion with such a brilliant mind, Dr. Kadar Prasad, who, by the way, has published over 26 books and written over 250 peer-reviewed scientific articles. If you remember back on episode 132, I interviewed Dr. Kadar Prasad for the first time on the podcast, and we talked about the immune system, why micronutrients are key for allowing the immune system, the amazing innate intelligence within you to do its job and protect you against viruses and bacteria and pathogens. And it was just a masterclass on the immune system. You could listen to that entire episode on the Keto Camp Podcast, episode 132, which we will link in the notes of this podcast. Today's episode, we dive deep into a new problem called EMF. EMFs, as you know, are electromagnetic fields that surround us pretty much everywhere on planet Earth. They come from the wireless phones on us via 5G, and we'll get into why 5G is one of the most powerful EMF transmitters out there. It's the Wi-Fi signal in your apartment right now or your house, and it is everywhere. We cannot escape it unless you are living in the middle of nowhere. So this discussion doesn't talk about how to mitigate your exposure to EMFs so much, but how to protect your tissues and cells from the EMF exposure, which is actually more powerful because we can't escape it, like I said. Dr. Prasad also shared something that was very surprising to me when I asked him if any of those EMF shields and EMF blockers that we put on our phones and laptops, I asked him if they they work at all. And his answer was a shocker. I'm gonna tell you right now what he said. He said, they do not work and they could actually do more harm than good. And then he's gonna talk about exactly what he means by that. And then we get into a product that he has created to protect your tissues against EMF exposure. So you'll hear all about that. We know that EMFs, or I should say 5G exposure is 700 times more powerful than any other previous generation. EMF radiation is everywhere and they're continuously rolling out 5G So understand all about it. He's going to get into the science, into the research. There are 240 scientists that are calling for limiting the EMF exposure. 
and uh, he's gonna get all into the science of it. So it's, it is one of those episodes where you're gonna have to pay attention and grab your pen and paper and listen to it a few times to really understand the science. This man is brilliant and you're gonna love him so much. Before I, I bring him on the show, I wanna thank you for choosing the Keto Camp Podcast. Thank you for helping us grow. Thank you for sharing this with your friends and your family. And hey, if you're brand new, please subscribe to the channel. We release a brand new episode every Monday, every Friday. I want to take a minute here to get to the Apple Podcast rating of the day. This is a five-star review from Fish9584, titled Great Info for Every Level. This podcast is great for anyone who wants to heal their body through real food and fasting. The information here is easily understood and is useful for everyone from the beginner to the pro. The world needs more people in this business for the right reasons. Thanks. Fish, thank you. I'm so glad you feel like this information is relatable to the beginner and to the pro. We want to make sure it touches everybody that listens to the show. So thank you so much, Fish. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the show and to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. The ratings and reviews for podcasts are the lifeline, the oxygen for podcasts. So please, if you haven't left the show yet, a rating and review, please head over to Apple Podcasts right now and leave a honest rating and review for the Keto Camp Podcast. And when you do so, take a screenshot, send that screenshot to support at ketocamp.com and put your shipping address in the United States and I will sign a paperback copy of my fasting book and we will mail it to you as a thank you. That is support at ketocamp.com. If you're struggling to find the right foods on your ketogenic lifestyle, I highly recommend you check out Catalan Fire's new lineup of keto soups. They are delicious, they live up to my high standards of quality ingredients, and they'll help you accelerate your ketogenic results. Visit kettleandfire.com slash ketocamp and use the coupon code ketocamp at checkout for a 15% off. That is kettleandfire.com slash ketocamp. All right, let's get into this amazing discussion with Dr. Kadar Prasad. Hey, Dr. Prasad. Hi, Ben. How are you? I'm doing amazing. Good to see you again. Thank you very much for inviting me. Thank you for coming back. I really enjoyed the first discussion we had, and I'm looking forward to today's discussion as well. So let's talk about EMFs. You know, for somebody who has no really understanding on what it is, could you just break down what EMFs are? Yes. Uh, EMF is called electromagnetic radiation. And it has a two component. One component is the electricity, another is magnetic field. And there is a difference. You can block totally the penetration of electrical field by building material, by skin, by many things you can block it. But you cannot block the magnetic field penetration. That's the difference between the electrical field and magnetic field. Electrical field can be blocked by many materials, building materials and other things, but magnetic field cannot be blocked. And therefore, when we talk about electromagnetic penetrations, it will penetrate not only in the skin, but also inside the tissue, because there has been some controversy on this issue. And I want to clarify that electromagnetic does increase the penetration into your body and therefore it can cause adverse health effects. So it could enter our cells. Yes. So it can affect our cells. And then I will tell later on how it it does it. Okay. 
So those that's a clear explanation of it. Now we're talking about we have different generations of technology. Now we have 5G. A lot of people are talking about 5G. We see 5G towers. We see commercials with 5G. What's the difference between this new technology 5G and previous generations of technology? And and then, first, most of the research that had been done was done on the frequency of a previous generations. For example, the previous generations uh, uh, frequency range. That's the way you measure the strength of the electromagnetic radiation. Is anywhere from a 1,000 million hertz. Hertz is the unit that you measure the um, strength, and uh, up to 2,500 million uh, hertz. So these are the range that we have studied most of them, and and, and some of those studies have shown, uh, for example, increase in the risk of cancer. Because when you do a survey type of a study in human, there is a lot of variables. And so most of the uh, studies that have been done on, on EMF, previous generation EMF, this has been done on a survey type of a study in human, which has many, many variables and it is difficult to control. So from that point, it shows that it can induce the risk of cancer. It increases the risk of cancer, especially brain cancer. But some people said, no, that, that, that's not true. But for me, if the survey type of a study in human is supported by the animal studies, then I believe the survey type of a study is correct. Otherwise, it is just a association rather than the cause and effect. In other words, nobody can believe if you just have a survey type of a study showing that it causes an increased risk of cancer because there are too many variables to control. But in this scenario, EMF radiation, that survey type of studies which show that it increases the risk of brain cancer and possibly other cancer as well, it is supported by the animal study. U.S. National Center for Toxicology has extensive study in animal model, both rat and mice, and exposed to EMF radiations and found increase in the risk of cancer. And therefore, even though there are some controversy uh, in, in terms of a survey type of a study, we call it epidemiology study, but since it is supported by the animal study, I personally believe that there is a risk of EMF radiation for increasing the cancer risk. But again, EM radiation effect also depends upon how close you are. Closer you are, higher the energy absorption in your body. And further away, you are that, then you have a reduced risk. How long you use it? You use it for one year, 10 years? But these, these things are going to be with us like environment, like a sunlight all over the place. Actually, even better, better than sunlight, because sunlight doesn't come into the house, sun, but in house, all over the place, we have Wi-Fi, electromagnetic radiation. So it is not going to go away, and it is a powerful tool of communication. 5G, we can say it is a bad thing. It is a bad thing, but we can take care of whatever the potential health risk is. But they are going to stay because it improves the quality of communication quicker and so on and so forth. So as far as the cancer is concerned, that's very, very 
good data, I, I believe that EMF radiation, if you use extensively too close to the uh, devices, it could increase the risk of cancer, at least some in, in some individual. It can also increase the risk of what is called some people, not all, some people have hypersensitivity to electromagnetic radiation. And what a hypersensitivity means, the people suddenly, as, as soon as they enter into the field, which are very strong, they start feeling headache, uh, they feel fatigue, uh, they got a uh, cognitive dysfunction, transient one, acutely one, and so it has a lot of neurological issues involved. And that is called hypersensitivity. Nobody has disagreed that this is not the case, but again, uh, there is a lot of data on hypersensitivity that some people suffer. They, they can for, uh, have a transient, and if you continue to do for many years, it could have a permanent effect in terms of a, uh, the damage could be irreversible in terms of fatigueness or anxiety or depressions. But at least for short term, if you get out of the field, then you recover and then you feel okay. So there is a acute effect and the, and the late effect. And so the previous generation that we have all the study had been done, uh, it can also affect the, uh, uh, for example, uh, motility of the sperms. Uh, it can induce uh, diabetic-like syndrome, for example, hyperglycemia, excessive blood sugar that can lead to a type 2 diabetes. And so, uh, in, again, there is a whole bunch of effects. So nobody can deny that the, thus far the study has been done on a generation which was previous to five, fifth generation, and they showed definitely that there is an increased risk of health risk of in human. Although many officials have said that, well, data is not sufficient, but you know there is a lot of data in my opinion and may not be sufficient to make an official guideline, but even it raises the question of health and there are some documentation we should be concerned about that and, and we cannot uh, physically shield it. So the only thing we can do is how we can shield biologically, and that I will discuss later on. So the, there's a lot of money behind the 5G technology, which is why I suspect they're you know kind of denying some of these studies. You said you, they looked at the survey studies, and people could argue that because they're survey studies, but then you correlated that to these animal studies, and that putting those two together help you see a clear picture that this could be an issue with creating problems in the body. So now, then I, will, I, was go, I was going to say that the uh, then here is some distinction that uh, I was reading the uh, document that was presented to the European Parliament by scientists, a group of scientists, and also I saw in the World Health Organization as well as the NIH document about the differences between the uh, fifth generation and the previous generation EMF radiation. Now, fifth generation's uh, technology uses a millimeter wave. Millimeter wave is the very short waves, but previous one have used either microwave or radio wave, but this one uses a millimeter wave. And this wave is much more powerful because this is important to use the milliwave because you can transform or carry out large amount of information very quickly. So this technology is very important. Another difference is that the five generations uses what is called a pulsed 
radiation pulse means, you know, it is a like pulsation, uh, up and down, you know, frequency, in and out, that kind of radiation, which is very harmful than, say, non-pulse radiations. And this is very important to remember that, that the uh, fifth generation uses pulsation type of uh, EMF radiation, and previous generation did not use this kind of things. And pulse radiation is more harmful for your health than the non-pulsed EMF radiation. And also there, are, there has been documentations that the, uh, uh, it also increases the risk of cancer, uh, genetic damage, and learning, ability, memory deficit, as well as other neurological disorders. So yeah, the fifth generation has the real problem. There was analysis of another 100 studies published on a frequency range of the fifth generation, which was like a, uh, another about a six to 100 gigahertz frequency. And they identified 100 studies have been published. And out of 100, 80% was in an animal study where they do some response. And this response is kind of a generally was a physiological, a neurological response. And, and so 80% shows a positive response in terms of adverse health effect. They also did a study in a, like in vitro where you have used the cell culture in a dishes and then give EMF radiation and then a study. 58% of them showed positive response in terms of DNA damage, uh, toxicity of the cells, more apoptosis, and so on. So fifth generation uh, looks like is a very, very much more stronger and therefore could produce higher level of damage than the previous generations that have already shown quite a bit damage. Uh, another thing that uh, Ben, you should know about electromagnetic radiation per se, whether it is a fifth generation or earlier generation. Fifth generation will uh, cause more acute damage than the previous generation's EMF radiation. This is very unusual that it forces the EMF radiations, which are man-made in this case, uh, it forces uh, the, what they call, ions in your body, ions like calcium ions potassium ion, sodium ion, which conduct electricity, they forces it to vibrate very severely. Higher the strength, much more vibration of these molecules will happen. And if they vibrate, they can miscommunicate with neurons, say for example, they miscommunicate in our body and therefore could produce an adverse effect. This was very interesting for me. I was not aware of before that that it can cause that kind of electrical changes within your body. And not only sodium, there are many other molecules which are charged. Any, any molecule in your body, and there are lots of, you know, heart has electrical signal. And so they can be impaired over long term time. So, so this is very important. Unique of a EMF radiation, it is not produced by, say, for example, ultraviolet radiation or other type of non-ionizing radiation. This is a unique effect of EMF radiation that it can vibrate the ion, like sodium ion, potassium ion, calcium ion in your body. And these ions, sodium, potassium, and calcium, plays very, very important role for your health. So if they vibrate, they can alter it, they 
function in a different way than they was normally they function it. So the, that communication that occurs with neurons, can there also be a miscommunication with our hormones with that process? Yes, yes, it could. It could affect many, you know, it could affect many, many, many aspects of your health. And therefore, again, we should not be afraid of that because it is there. Right. The question is always there, how we can protect it. And yeah. one strategy that people in the beginning for commercial interest propose that there are all kind of, if you go on the internet, they have all kind of a uh, shield for your cell phone. And the trade commissions, US Trade Commission, examine all those uh, shielding and they found it is worthless. That's one problem. Mm. Like, so like the laptop shields, the, the cell phone shields and all that? Yeah, that's not only, that. not only that, it is no good. But if you do it, then the energy you are getting, it will be reduced. So it will require much more, uh, stronger from the base station to pull more energy so that you communicate, communicate it. And therefore, you will be exposed to more radiation than if you don't have any shield. Oh, boy. Yeah. So that, that was very interesting that somebody explained this thing. I was not aware of that. And I never thought of that, that uh, if you shield it, that means your laptop or, or cell phone will require much more energy and where the energy is going to come frequency from the base station. And therefore, you will be getting much more higher energy level than you were starting before shielding. So shielding has no value in my opinion, and it could be counterproductive. But so the only alternative is left uh, is the uh, how you can protect your tissue, your body from inside. And as I said, you know, they can penetrate because, for example, most recent study shows that in an animal model, Exposure to high EMF radiations close to 5G reduces the capacity of your pancreas to produce insulin. And therefore, you become develop hyperglycemia. This is a acute effect, but if it persists long time, one can develop type 2 diabetes. That is what, what is happens. So it is not very good. So are you saying, are you, are you saying, Dr. Prasad, that there was a study that showed EMFs have a negative effect on the beta cells of our pancreas, which could actually lead to type 2 diabetes? That's right. That's right. That's right. And also that, you know, it, in, a, in a vitro system, like said, that it can impair, not only it causes structural damage to DNA and that can cause mutation and then increases the risk of cancer but also it reduces the capacity of DNA to repair. And why we suggest that the, there is also a evidence, first it is directly measured that a, in an animal model, as well as in a cell culture model, that if you expose to EMF radiations, you generate a lot of free radicals. And the way they measure the free radicals is the uh, lipid peroxidations there that's one thing they also will measure the indirectly the level of antioxidant enzymes like glutathione peroxidase catalase and the magnesium uh, magnesium oxide dismutase so so these three antioxidant enzymes are reduced if you expose them 
So if this antioxidant is reduced, then you increases the oxidative damage to your system. And so these people already have measured it. And they have also measured the inflammation, markers of inflammation, like IL-6, tumor necrosis factor. And so, you know, until these things penetrate, you can have these kind of changes in your body and, and even in the animal model. So th those are the evidence showing that EMF radiation increases the uh, level of oxidative stress and chronic inflammation. And Ben, as you know, that these two cellular deficit are involved almost all human chronic diseases. Yeah. And it is not just only EMF, it is involved in a ionizing radiations, except it is much more severe than say non-ionizing radiation like EMF. So the question, the question was that, uh, how we can reduce that? Yeah, yeah. That uh, how we could reduce it, how we could protect our tissues and our cells. Before we get to that, I just want to just kind of reiterate what you just mentioned. EMFs are found in the Wi-Fi's we have all around us, the Wi-Fi signals, our cell phone. We can't escape it. It's everywhere, especially if you live in a big building. There's routers, there's Wi-Fi, there's everywhere. Those defender shields, or whatever you want to call them for your laptops and your phones, are useless according to your research. In fact, they could actually do more harm than good. I want to take a quick break here to share with you about the dangers of taking fish oil. I know, shocking. I was somebody who took fish oil every single day for years. And then I came across a ton of research showing the dangers of consuming fish oil. I immediately found an amazing product called Pureform. Pureform is a plant-based omega. And the cool thing about Pureform is that it is uniquely processed with nitrogen to preserve it and make sure it does not oxidize. These essential fatty acids are cold pressed and you get the proper balance of omega-6 and omega-3 to feed your cells what it desires. We know that life begins and ends at the cell membrane. And when you have the proper fats, the building blocks for those cell membranes, all of a sudden your fat burning hormones can do its job. So you lose weight. All of a sudden your cells produce energy. So you feel good. So we know that cellular health is key for performance and longevity. So I've been taking Pureform every single day. My dog takes it every single day. So does my girlfriend and my mom. This is how much I love the product. If you want to get your bottle delivered to your door, head over to purelifescience.com. Check them out. Order a bottle or two and you'll be amazed by how you feel after taking this just after a few days. That is purelifescience.com. Use the coupon code BEN4 to apply a $4 off coupon. That is BEN, B-E-N, and the number four. International shipping is available. Okay, let's go back into this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. And what we want to do, since we can't get away from the, these hits, we want to learn how we could protect our tissues. So how can we protect our tissues? Yeah, that's, that's the main thing. So some study has been done. And as you know, that antioxidants are the one compounds in your, our body. We take from the diet and some antioxidants made in our body. And they are the one who are primary defender against oxidative stress and inflammation. So we, we will focus on that one. Okay. And, so, and there has been some data already published 
that in an animal model and in a cell culture model, if you treat them before exposing to EMF radiation, they provide protection mm -hmm. in terms of reducing oxidative stress, reducing inflammation, and also many of these symptoms that we see in animal model or in a vitro model. So, so some data is already exist, but it is always on an individual antioxidant. And we feel that individual antioxidant is not sufficient to protect the human. Why? Because our body has a different types of antioxidant, some of which we take from the diet, vitamin A, C, E, and some we made ourselves, like coenzyme Q10, alpha lipoic acid. And, uh, and so some of them, our body makes it. And so if you use just single antioxidant, it's not going to do the job. In vitro, you can see the effect. In animal model, you can see some effects, but not the optimal effect. And also, antioxidants are distributed in our body differently. Some antioxidants are saturated in the membrane, some are saturated in the mitochondria, some are water-soluble, some are lipid-soluble. So how do you expect just giving one antioxidant will do the job of reducing oxidative stress and inflammation? There is no way. It is unfortunate that most of the study, even in human, as you know that uh, people have tried with a single antioxidant, you know the story of uh, beta-carotene in a heavy smoker. Mm -hmm. And so I mean, it cannot work because our body has multiple. Right. And they work synergistically. Not, not all of them have done the same thing. Another very important aspect is that in order to reduce oxidative stress, your body has to have two things. First, you have to increase the antioxidant enzymes. And you have to also increase the antioxidant compounds that we take from the diet and our body makes it. You have to do both. Now, if you supplement with few vitamins, they can increase the endogenous or body-made, not body-made body antioxidant or, or dietary antioxidant. You can increase by supplementation. But increasing the antioxidant enzyme level is much more complex. It requires activation of a, a transcriptional factor called NERF2. You may have heard mm -hmm. NERF2. It requires activation. But what happens that normally activation of NERF2 requires free radicals. But then it becomes resistant. So you can't activate them by free radical anymore. Like it happens in Alzheimer, in a chronic diseases. Nerve 2 becomes resistant to normal stimuli. They can't activate. But some antioxidant, not all, some antioxidant will activate the free radical resistance, or we call it ROS, reactive oxygen species resistance Nerve 2, because they have to be activated. And therefore, uh, once you activate them, then they go to the nucleus and then turn on the genes that produces all these antioxidant enzymes. If you can't activate NERF2, you cannot increase the level 
of antioxidant enzymes. So in order to do that, you have to have preparation of vitamin or multivitamin, where you have all the component that can increase the level of antioxidant compound that we take from the diet, and some of them we make our body makes it. But also, it can activate reactive oxygen species resistant nerve two. So you, it can increase the antioxidant enzyme level as well. So a very complex system the human body is. It's, it's such an amazing process. I love the way you explain it. So the goal is to develop or consume foods higher in antioxidants for sure, but also a recipe, if you will, a Nerf 2 recipe that helps your body actually turn on this pathway on its own. So what are some of these vitamins and minerals that we could include? So for, for, so in order to protect uh, the uh, against EMF radiations, you know, long term, and uh, it is a, uh, you don't have to worry about anything else shielding to protect it, you know. The only one way you can do it, you have a good diet, good lifestyle, and also a good supplement. And supplement that I developed was, that in your, you showed in your hand, is a micro daily uh, EMF. And micro daily EMF has not only the uh, dietary and endogenous antioxidant, but it also has a, a phytochemicals uh, like resveratrol, curcumin, we have a, a green tea, and there is another one there. Kristen. Yeah. And, and so these phytochemicals are very important because they are also very powerful anti-inflammation and anti-free radicals. And the, the reason that you can say, why not just add one? Because they work by different way, different mechanism. And therefore, we have shown in our research when I was a, at the University of Colorado Medical School that a mixture of the, if you do individual antioxidant, it has no effect. But if you put them together, it has a dramatic effect on cell in terms of killing or whatever criteria you are measuring it. So, so the combination becomes very important. So in, in a micro daily EMF, we have not only the ingredient which can activate ROS or reactive oxygen species dependent, independent uh, or resistant nerf 2 but they also increase the level of uh, endogenous antioxidant and dietary antioxidant. Plus additionally, it has a phytochemicals that we generally eat it, but not as a high dose. And so it will be a powerful protection against the EMF radiation of any intensity, whether it's a 5G or 4G or 3G. But especially uh, people are concerned about 5G because it is much more stronger. For example, the range, you just imagine it. The range of the previous generations, the uh, technology was between anywhere between 1,000 to 2.5 gigahertz. So it is very low, 1,000 millihertz to 2,500 millihertz. But five generation is, uh, starts with 30 gigahertz wow. to 300 gigahertz. Wow. You can imagine is magnified strength. And therefore, you can see that if you are very close to, you keep yourself closer, 
that it could have a more damaging effect than the previous generation free rate frequency. And especially many, many people do it, you know. So, so the best strategy would be not only you take the uh, EMF radiation, but EMF, micro daily EMF, but also maintain good lifestyle because not only it will protect from the CMF radiation, it is also important to improve your overall health. Yeah. Because those micronutrients are there also to improve your immune function and even ionizing radiations. Mm -hmm. So the way I prepared it, that it could be reduce the oxidative stress and inflammation, which are involved in almost everything you see, environment and pollution, if you are exposed to, you know, uh, smoke. Right. You know, right now in California, we have a lot of fire going on. Yeah, yeah. And I, can, I can smell it from my home. Oh boy. So, but, but you know, some of these things you can't avoid it enough. So the best strategy for maintaining our health is that have a good diet and, and also the good lifestyle, do some exercise and, and have a supplement like um, micro daily EMF. Yeah. So I've been taking the micro daily EMF. It has all of the vitamins and uh, coenzymes and antioxidants that you mentioned that you've researched thoroughly. And I'd love for you to kind of send me some of those studies so I could put in the notes of the podcast. Sure. So I've been taking th uh, three capsules, two to three times per day. I want to briefly take a break here and let you know about my favorite coffee in the world. Look, I'm a coffee snob for good reasons, because the right coffee source can be healing to the body, can reduce inflammation and result in weight loss. The wrong coffee beans could actually increase inflammation, cause weight loss resistance, and sabotage your keto results. There was a recent study in the Canadian Journal of Physiology and Pharmacology that showed caffeine intake from coffee beans could actually increase fatty acid production and help the participants produce more ketones. Most coffee beans are loaded with pesticides and contaminants and even molt. This is why I love my friends over at Purity Coffee. Hands down the best coffee beans I have ever tried. I have my delicious cup of Purity Coffee in the morning with some grass-fed ghee and MCT oil, and it turns my brain right on and helps my body produce ketones. Purity Coffee is organic, pesticide-free. These beans are specialty grade, and you could get this coffee shipped straight to your door in nitrogen-flushed bags, roastery fresh. Since you are a listener to the Keto Camp Podcast, we have worked out an exclusive coupon code for you to check out Purity Coffee. Head over to www.ketocampcoffee.com. Use Keto Camp at checkout to get 10% off your order. Again, that is www.ketocampcoffee.com. Use the coupon code KETOCAMP at checkout for 10% off your bag of coffee beans. Remember, camp is spelled with a K. Let me ask you this question about this product. What if I'm traveling and I know I'm going to be on an airplane, I'm going to go through x-rays and radiation. Should I increase my dose of this? No, no. I think three dose, you know, is, is in, the, in the morning and the evening is enough. And that will protect you because the biological turnover is, suppose if you take a morning, in the, by evening it will be gone. But... If you are traveling four or five hours to travel, and if you have taken the morning with breakfast, or if you want to take a breakfast on the plane, and take a three capsule with you and, and eat it before taking the breakfast. It is important to take this thing with meal because there are some fat-soluble vitamins there. 
and therefore some some amount of fat like meat some kind of food uh, is important that's why we always recommend with meal and so no i think after that you don't have to take uh, extra at all okay but if you go for example you know if you go for diagnostic x-ray or any chest x-ray just going before there you take a one or two capsule that should be good enough but if you have already taken in the morning and you are going in a noon time then you don't have Perfect. Yeah, I take this in the morning. I, I don't have breakfast, but I do have coffee with some fats. So I take it with that. So the fats help absorb it. Now it it has green tea, but you mentioned taking it at night. Is it there's no caffeine in here? Yeah, green tea. At first, green tea is not very much to a start. It has a low caffeine, mm-hmm. and it is such a small amount that you will not have caffeine of any significant amount. Some people have raised this issue. Some people have said that I'm very sensitive to. Well, you know, it is possible, and, and I will check into this, you know, whether it is a purified one or, or there are some purified component there. But green tea is very healthy, as you know, for Japanese eating. And so, and certain amount of caffeine is very important for your health. But just like free radical, certain amount of free radical is important to drive any biological reaction. But some people are very sensitive. They can't sleep it. Then you don't take it. Then go back to micro daily uh, mthfr or right different types of micro daily which doesn't have this one and in that scenario i recommend that you take micro daily plus the uh, brain boost which has a uh, curcumin and uh, resveratrol and uh, no i think i think uh, ben it is a small amount until you are sensitive to and you have difficulty in sleeping if you take in the evening then i would say that uh, Maybe you can consider shifting it to micro daily MHFR. Great, great advice. Yes. So for those of you who are listening and not watching, we're going to put a link to get this uh, in the notes of the podcast. The, the website is shop.microdaily.com slash ketocamp. For those of you in the academy watching the live stream, I put the link down below for you. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the bottle here. I just ate, so I'm going to take three of them right now because I'm due for my afternoon one so i'm here taking it right here in front of everybody yeah i I, myself i already took it uh, in the morning with my breakfast so we talked about the dangers of emfs what it does to create inflammation at the cellular level we talked about this fantastic supplement that you formulated that you put together which i highly recommend all the keto campers take and use every day now what are some other things we can do so for example Dr. Prasad, when I go to bed at night, I turn off my router. I put my phone on airplane mode. I put it in a different room. I never keep my phone in my pocket without it being on airplane mode. I don't put it to my head. What are some other things we can do to kind of take less hits from EMFs? Yeah, I mean, you know, as long as you are taking it, you don't have to worry about it. But, you know, the way you are doing precaution is good enough. I mean, important thing is the distance, the level of exposure, how long. Uh, how much amount, and uh, that's all. So that acted almost like a physical shielding in a way because you are maintaining the distance, you are reducing the exposure. So I think that that's enough. I mean, if you can do like that, not many people do it, you know. They, most of the people carry in their pocket, you know. And so especially teenagers, as you know that, you know, I have a granddaughter, but she takes vitamin, you know. We don't have a children vitamin, but we takes. Uh, figure out some kind of vitamin is better than zero. So I think uh, you don't have to worry about too much if you take already those kind of precautions, but you don't have to. 
but it makes you happy because you are taking already precaution in terms of tissue damage. And, and so as long as you are doing some of those things, maintaining the longer distance and spending lesser time. But you know, many in a business, they, they have to do more time, exposure time, you know. And, and that's the reason the micro daily EMF come into pictures, you know. So I think uh, that's all really uh, I can suggest it uh, in terms of, because there is no question, there is a long-term potential damage of even previous generation. And of course, with 5G, uh, we have more because of a unique character of EMF radiation. And that was not apparent with previous generations like pulsation issues. It's right. very important. And so once you, once you know what kind of damage might be occurring in our body, then it is easy to develop this strategy. Like you have developed it, you know, maintain the distance, spend as little as much time as is needed, but not excessive. And so the best strategy would be to, to reduce oxidative stress and inflammation is, is uh, EMF, and it has also some side benefit. Overall health will be also improved. Now, what about, you, you had mentioned studies on animals, and what about our dogs and our cats that we have? Are they also affected by the EMFs that are in our house and apartment? Okay. Of course, of course, not only that. One study I want to quote, to, to, which was respect to uh, ionizing radiation, but, uh, you know, radiation sometimes is radiation. When it is absorbed as an energy in your body, it doesn't know where it comes from. And so... Uh, it, this was done on a, a formula that I developed for a uh, diagnostic radiation type. And so it has all the antioxidant component of micro daily, you know. Uh, and it, this experiment wa- was done on a CT scan. Most of the time you say, oh, CT scan, you don't have to worry about it. One CT scan, a little amount of radiation, yeah. But what the, this European, it was done in Europe. Uh, in, in a major hospital, and it was published in a radiology journal, which is a Bible for radiologists. It's a very good journal. And so what they did, they gave a CT scan to people without any antioxidant that we provided them, and then measured the, took out the blood after CT scan, one CT scan, take out the blood, and in peripheral, they measured the DNA damage. And in the peripheral lymphocytes, when they examined under the microscope, they said a lot of DNA damage. They were not expecting it. Then another group of patients received one hour before CT scan and was given this dose, yeah. antioxidant combinations. And then same, study, same kind of a study was done. Take out the peripheral blood, stain the lymphocytes, and found that there was a over 50% reduction in DNA damage. This was one form of DNA damage called double strand DNA breaks. You know, it, it has a two strand, mm-hmm. so both breaks, and that kind of damage. So they can't rejoin it, <clears throat> but it helps. It prevented that damage. So that's very important. Wow. That such a small dose, like one CT scan can do that. So anytime you have excessive energy, it can be very useful. And like, you know, in, in, in UV radiations, right. uh, they have a, their skin. People like uh, white population who wants to 
become like me <laughs> and become that increases the risk of melanoma. Right. But that is absorbed in their skin. Right. Because they don't have those complex magnetic field. Okay, we have a couple questions here from uh, two of the Keto Camp Academy members who are watching here on the live stream. So first, I'll start with Rosanna. She's over there in Mount Shasta, um, California as well. Rosanna says, what do you think of or Organite? Do you know what that is, Organite? No. It's like, it's a, like these, um, I, I believe they're these rocks that absorb EMFs that you kind of wear or you put them around your house. Have you done any study on that or no? No, but see, the, the EMF radiation is, cannot be, like I said, cannot be blocked and, and it's not absorbed. Like if you put near it uh, Wi-Fi or some place, I don't know how many places you can put that rock, but I don't think so. In my opinion, I, I, it doesn't make any scientific sense okay. in terms of absorption because, uh, you know, if it's a small rock, it is not like energy, like sunlight or your sunscreen that will absorb the energy. No, I don't think so. Electromagnetic okay. radiation cannot be absorbed like that. Okay. Next question comes from Kira. Kira is over there in Canada and she says, are there tools or mechanisms to measure EMF damage to our body pre and post consumption of the micro daily? Well, I think, yeah, you can, for example, before taking the, uh, what do you call it? Before taking the EMF, you can measure in your blood. Uh, generally, in, if you go to your doctor, then they measure the CRP. Mm -hmm. uh, active protein, which is a marker of inflammation. And not many uh, lab measure the oxidative damage marker, uh, but at least you can measure the uh, CRP level. And um, after a few months consumption, you might see that your CRP level is down. That's one way of figuring out how effective EMF is in terms of reducing the inflammation. But there are 10 different major of inflammation, IL-6, tumor necrosis factor, but those things are not measured. But you can measure it. You can measure the melan aldehyde, uh, which is a major of oxidative stress, uh, in, but nobody measures it until you are doing a research on. Yeah. And so you can measure it before and after and then see. Or another symptom, suppose if you have any kind of symptoms, how uh, do you feel, for example, if you are hypersensitive uh, to uh, EMF radiation, then you go and take the uh, micro daily EMF, and then you can go inside the area where the EMF field and see if you feel any difference. I think a, a fellow, Dr. Court in Oregon, thinks that the people who take it uh, micro daily and then comes in a contact with the EMF radiation field they don't feel a, a hypersensitivity at all. Mm. So that's one major, whether it is effective or not, in terms of EMF radiation. Uh, but not many people are sensitive to, but some do. Be mm -hmm. sensitive, but they, they feel immediately headache, you know, migraine-type headache. And so that would be the one way of doing it. Yeah, great advice. So you could get your inflammatory markers done before and then measure it a couple months after. You could also see how you feel. Yeah. Great. Uh, Dr. Prasad, any final words that you want to share as we wrap up this interview? Well, final word, it is, it is very important that uh, uh, you maintain a good health. And one way of doing it is, uh, as I said, I want to reemphasize, uh, do some exercise, do some meditations, you know, and have a micro daily EMF. 
And if for some reasons, if you are sensitive to one of the component of the micro daily EMF, uh, one in a million people could be, then go back to micro daily MTHFR. It will be also good. No. And, uh, and so that's all I suggest. Awesome, Dr. Prasad. Thank you. And keep uh, Ben informed how everything is going. Yes. So that I can hear from Ben uh, what are the effectiveness of this strategy is. Yes, absolutely. Keep me informed. Then I'll share with Dr. Prasad some of the benefits for the for those of you who are going to take this. Um, Dr. Prasad, I thank you so much for your amazing uh, information. You have been such a pioneer in the space, and I enjoyed our first conversation. And I enjoyed this one too, and I want to thank you for your research and dedication to health. And Dr. Prasad, thank you so much again for coming back to the show. Thank you, Ben, for inviting me. I really hope you enjoyed that fantastic discussion and I hope you're empowered to understand you could protect your tissues, you could protect your cells. I highly recommend taking three capsules two times per day of the EMF Shield product that Dr. Prasad has created. If you head over to microdaily.com slash ketocamp, you can see that product. We do have a special deal for you, by the way. If you end up getting the auto ship on this product, which is called Preferred Customer, you will save 25% automatically on your order. And if you use the coupon code KETOCAMP, you'll get an additional discount off your order. So if you want to check that out, go to microdaily.com slash KETOCAMP or head to the notes of this podcast. I highly recommend you take this every day. As I mentioned on the show, I'm taking it every day. Uh, so is my mom, so is my girlfriend, Natasia, because we cannot escape the EMFs, but we could protect our tissues. Please send some love to the Keto Camp Podcast by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcast. It really helps the show grow. It helps the show change more lives. When you leave your rating and review on Apple Podcast, please take a screenshot and send that screenshot to support at ketocamp.com. And what we will do is mail you a signed copy of my paperback book. So put your shipping address in the United States only. Share this episode with a friend, with a family member, with somebody you know who could use this information. If you want to watch the video interview of this interview with Dr. Prasad, that could be found on our Keto Camp YouTube channel. Go to youtube.com slash Keto Camp. Thank you so much for listening to the entire episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. You will hear me on the next one. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.